You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church in Canton, South Dakota. My name is Pastor Clay, and this week, while I'm in North Dakota deaning a middle school church camp, Eric Stearns has stepped into the pulpit to discuss Revelation 21 and the promises of God. Along with the promises, he helped us think about the hymn of promise, a hymn all about God's faithfulness to the promises made to us. And now let's give our attention to God's word and Eric's message. Today's reading will be out of Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 7. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them, they will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, death will be no more, mourning and crying and pain will be no more, for the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, I see I am making all things new. Also he said, write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water, as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. So, today is Avenel's eighth birthday. And so when Clay asked me to preach today, my thought was it had to be something to do with Nellie. And then when Clay told me the sermon series was on songs, the first song that came to my mind was Hymn of Promise. This song has been very important in our family because it has been sung to our kids at bedtime countless times, especially to Nellie. Since she is the oldest and had no competition, she, when she was little, she would get to sing multiple songs before going to sleep. Our, our reaction would always be, oh, sure, you're adorable. You can have one more song. <laughs> now it's you get one song and go to sleep. Every night when we would ask her what, her, what song she would want to sing, she would always pick, um, in the bulb, for him a promise. A little secret, Jen and I are pretty good at verse 1, but terrible at verses 2 and 3. So she heard it on a nightly basis, and that is what led to the video you saw this morning of her dancing around the living room singing the song. At the time, we didn't have some grand plan for what the song would teach her. We just liked the tune, and the first verse was easy to remember. However, I think God plants seeds in our life that have an impact on us down the road. The song is something Nellie has stuck in her head, and as she gets older, she can start to understand the importance of the words. The song is an excellent metaphor for our lives and the potential that we have in all of us. The first verse talks about things in the early stages of life, the bulb, the seed, cocoons, and what those things can become. This doesn't happen overnight, and it takes time, but God provides sun and rain to help those plants grow and produce fruit. When I read through the first verse, it reminds me of our kids. Jen and I have been blessed with three amazing kids who each have their own gifts and talents. Like the flower and apple tree, they have similarities, but each one is very unique. God created all of us 
and knows the abundance of potential that we have. As parents, it is our job to identify and nurture the gifts our children have been given so that they can grow into strong, confident, and independent adults that are able to use the gifts they have been given to build God's kingdom. Everett is loud. Most of the time, that boy has one volume, and the setting is louder than everything else around him. Jenna often tells him, Everett, God has given you a loud voice for a reason. I don't know why he has given you that gift, but right now you need to turn it down. We don't always have the answers to our gifts either, but God does. God created us exactly as we are for a purpose. The potential to do great things is inside all of us. The first verse this morning reminds us of this. We just need to identify those things and follow what God is calling us to do. Other times we can identify strength in others when, they, when we can't see it themselves. I have always had the ability to talk, just ask anyone in my family. I don't think they would argue. Public speaking has also never scared, scared me, and yet I would have never thought for one minute growing up that I would be preaching a sermon in front of my church. All it took was some convincing from Pastor Steve, and now this is the sixth time in front of you today. And as long as you all will keep having me, I hope that it is not my last. I'm a, I am here to tell you today, this sermon is not my doing. I may be the deliverer, but I am a firm believer that God put the potential inside of me, just like, just like in Appleseed, to bear fruit that glorifies him. The second verse reminds us that if we have faith in God, our bad times won't last forever. God doesn't promise that, the, that bad things will never happen to us. On the contrary, he might, reminds us that those things are bound to happen. We are a fallen people and don't deserve the love that he promises. It is what we do in those bad times that matter the most. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4 states, My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but joy, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. What James writes is almost impossible to follow. My guess is that none of us here, including myself, can find joy during every hard time that comes our way. When bad times happen, we get mad, we get sad, treat others around us poorly, or we try and blame others for those bad things. Sometimes we try to fill the void that is left inside with things that aren't good for us. Sometimes when we are really upset, we try and blame God. All of these are understandable reactions that we have and can be a part of the process that we need to go through. And yet God's promises to us doesn't change. He is still there for us even in those bad times. He wasn't the cause of those bad things, but he is there to help us through them. It is like when our kids throw a fit and as parents we don't intervene because we know that if we do, it won't help the situation. We might send them to their room in the basement where we can't hear them. But once our kids are done kicking and screaming, we calmly enter the room and we are there in loving, to lovingly explain the situation and help them cheer up. God does the same for us. He let us work, lets us work through the anger or grieving process and finds ways to comfort us whenever we are ready. When I think of bad things happening to good people and keeping their faith, I think of Job in the Old Testament. Job was a very wealthy man and also had a strong faith in God and yet still had all of the following things happen to him. People took Job's oxen and killed the servants. They burned all of Job's sheep and killed those servants. 
And then they took all of Job's camels and killed those servants. And then finally, a great wind uh, destroyed the house that all of Job's kids were in, and so killed his entire family. And yet, in Job chapter 1, verse 22, it states, In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrongdoing. The, mass, the man lost his entire fortune and his family and didn't blame God. It helps me to not blame God when bad things happen to me. It, helps me. it also helps me put into perspective that when I am going through tough times, if Job can continue to praise God, so can I. The first two verses really build to the pinnacle of the song that reminds us of what our reward will be if we choose to live our life to fulfill God's promises. I would like to reread our, uh, our passage out of Revelations this morning. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. Then he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water as a gift from the spring of the water of life. Those who conquer will inherit these things, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. This is the ultimate promise from God, that if we live for him, he, we will have an eternal life in his presence on a, new, on a new earth, where all the bad things are gone and all we are left with is joy. We will forever be at peace and all our pain will be gone. Getting there is hard, and thankfully God provides us with moments that seem almost heavenly to encourage us to keep going. We have all had moments in life that we don't want ever want to end. I think about the evening of June 25th, 2015, after all the visitors had left and it was Jenna, Avenel, and me. We were able to hold our brand new healthy baby and feel love for another person that I had never felt before. I also kind of wanted to put that baby back in because there is no way I could raise another human. The overwhelming joy and love that I felt while holding our newborn baby is something that could never be duplicated and can only be as described as a taste of what it will feel like when we are in the presence of God. We don't know when the end will come for us, and sometimes we don't feel like we deserve what God has promised us. I am reminded of a story from when my Grandpa Tiffany passed away this fall. My Uncle Bruce was sitting with him, and my Grandpa looked at him and asked, You don't know what to say, do you? Bruce, Bruce replied, No, I don't. And all Grandpa had to say was, It's going to be okay. That's all my uncle needed to have peace with the situation. And it showed Grandpa knew what lied ahead of him. We don't need to know everything. All we need to know is that God's promises are real. They are for all of us. And in the end, we will get to live in his presence forever. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for the promises you have made to us. May we remember those promises in good times and in bad and continue to serve you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church. Join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship. And now go in peace and serve the Lord.
I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly Cut for Time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe.